Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. My name's John and you're listening to T2 Mug Hour. I just wanted to do a quick intro just to let you know if you tried tuning in on our Facebook Live, we sincerely apologize about the bad quality. We just got those cameras and we're still trying to figure out how to get good quality out of the sound and the image. We're probably overloading the Wi-Fi in the house, so that's that's what we were thinking was happening. But um, next time, it will be better, we promise you. Um, but just thanks for tuning in here on the podcast, wherever you're listening to your podcasts. We so appreciate you guys tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Have a good night. Okay. Hello, everyone. Today on T2 Mug Hour, we are going to talk about current events, how to stay motivated with your vision and goals, and we will give you some movie and book recommendations. I am Ryan, this is Jordan, and that is John. Hi. Welcome to our podcast today. Well, and all of the things today. All right, so... This is our, I think, second episode, right? Maybe third. Yeah. Second one I've been on. Oh, no, you know, you're right. This is the third whoa, one. Whoa, 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 oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably going to have fun with that the whole episode. He's so excited about that. Very Sorry, nice. everyone. So we actually have coffee this time. Yes, we do. Not all of us drinking coffee, but we have the mugs. At 8.15 at night. Good idea or bad idea? Uh, don't judge me. Yeah. This is why I'm drinking water. <laughs> Water's good, though. Water is it good. Is. I usually have a gallon jug with me all the time. John does. He's the water drinker of us I, all. I ran out of my water today, though. Sad face. Oh, gosh. So, anyway. All right. So, um, there's a lot of stuff going on, and we're going to talk about some stuff. But, um, so... There's been a lot of shootings, and uh, so I just want to re-emphasize like I did on my last episode, and um, my partners here will back me up, is don't let it, you can be upset, you're allowed to have any feelings you want, but you can be upset, but remember who your protector is. Yeah. Remember that in the midst of all that going on, remember that God's going to take care of you. Because sometimes we get into a place where, oh, it could happen to my child or to me. What if I'm next? And that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that he shall give his angels charge over you, meaning to guard you, protect you. And that In the same chapter, Psalm 91, it says that um, no evil will befall you. And if you look up the definition of evil, look it up. I'm not going to bring it up right now. But basically, I think in the definition, I think it even means things that would even cause you to stress out or distress you or cause Mm -hmm. distress. So obviously a shooting, that's shootings have been happening, could potentially cause you distress. But it doesn't have to because we know who our defender is, right? Amen. Yeah. You guys can chime in. I don't want to. I was about to say, uh, yeah, and a lot of the, uh, well, 
you don't want to be motivated by fear about anything. That's kind of what's happened in the past couple of years recently with certain situations that will remain name unnamed. Uh, okay, pandemic, you know, stuff like that. Um, fear. A lot of stuff that happened was because of fear. And, and one of the things that happens is there's this kind of um, inserting into from the world system of a fear mindset about everything. And that's just the way the world works is fear is like the opposite of faith. Faith is the expectation of something good that God promised you. Fear is the opposite expectation that what God said is not going to happen and what the devil said is going to happen. And he's the one that threatens with, your child is going to get sick, you're going to get sick, you're going to sh get shot in a dark alley, all these random things. He'll make them really random, too. You, he'll get you in a downward spiral if you let him, but you can't. You have to stay on the faith side. You have to stay on the side. God loves me, and he's going to take care of me because he said so, because God doesn't lie. He tells the truth, and he can back up his word. He's all-powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I think that applies to the places that it tends to happen to like at schools. And I know I was working in a school. Um, and when a lot of those were happening, we had a ton of teachers that didn't want to go to work anymore. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I mean, you can't live your life like that. No. So just to, I think, encourage the people in those places too. Um, and yeah, you have to know that God's with you and that yeah. he's for you and that he gives you wisdom too. If maybe there is, something going on that you hear in your spirit, this is what I need to do today. Yeah. And, um, I think lately there's just been that trend to like, um, what's the word? Just fear mm -hmm. in general, like, because I'm afraid I'm not going to do this. And mm -hmm. I think that's held a lot of people back from doing a lot of like, just living life in general, but yeah. not just that, but doing, going above and beyond to um, do more. Like, how should I say this? Like, I know I'm saying like a lot. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that lately, I work in, in a school, and um, I heard a lot of people say about mental health or anxiety. Oh, I'm not coming because of anxiety. I'm not doing this because of anxiety. And yeah. And right now, at this point, it's mental health for a lot of people right now is just a social contagion, meaning they don't really have anything wrong with them, but they want to have attention. So they'll say, I have this wrong with me. I have, I think, the, the I, most ridiculous one I heard, like there's some legit ones, but the most ridiculous one I heard, and maybe we have differences of opinion, but I think it's social defiance disorder where what their their mental illness is they say no to you like they mm. do, they they that's they're defiant not being disciplined <laughs> as a child <laughs> and that's what that that's my immediate like um reaction <laughs> yeah i go you mean they need discipline yeah or spanked or whatever it's like come on i mean when they're 14 15 i mean you're kind of like a little too late but yeah uh i see that I literally saw this video the other day of, the, you know, they're at this protest protesting, you know, for people with disabilities. And it's like, yeah, people with disabilities should be treated fairly and equally. Totally. But all these people that are claiming to be disabled are not because that's people are putting on stuff like this as a label mm -hmm. and just calling it that 
doesn't make it that. Kind of like the proverbial thing from Shakespeare where he said, if a rose were called by any other name, would it be a rose? Yeah. And, but yeah. there's a reason why things are called what they are. If words mean anything in language, and they do, then we need to be calling people by the right thing. But to back up, they literally said that disability, it, that the future is disability. And they said this like proudly, mm. like, yeah, the future is disabled. And I'm like, um, what? And, and mm. you're supposed to feel guilty if you oppose that. But no, the, you know, we're, what happened to like progressing past that, fixing the problems instead of taking on the problem as like something to boast and be proud about? Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, you're right. It can be a, it's like, it's contagious in a way of you can just see that this other person has it and it's that easy for you to take it yeah. yourself. Um, and I also think there's spirits that attach with that it, too. That's what I was about to say that it, when it you may have not have anything, yeah. but because you're saying that you invite devils. Right. Obviously. And you start questioning it and are like, maybe I do have a problem. Which and not to say, for you. right. And not to say that Sometimes the devil's attacking you or that yeah. there is stuff. I mean, this last week, like I was attacked in my mind all last week, but mm -hmm. it was something where I was like, okay, I have to go to that scripture again of like, I do not have a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. Um, exactly. And God helps you with that. And, but that's not something that I'm going to live in every day where I'm just overwhelmed with these thoughts that I shouldn't have. Right. Like I'm going to give that to God and God's going to lift that from me. And yeah. you can do that for all of you too. So yeah, if you're a Christian listening, if you're not Christian, you need to get saved, first of all. If you're a Christian, don't don't get caught up in that. Yeah. Because I, I I think I've said my testimony on one of my episodes. I didn't go into detail, but I dealt with a mental illness. Like just it, and it was just a mixture of a bunch of things, but like just panic attacks at night, like mm -hmm. pounding on my mom and dad's door saying, I don't know what's going on. I think I'm gonna die. And I wasn't it wasn't a social like a how should I say it? It wasn't a badge like, hey, I have this. Mm -hmm. No, it's like mm -hmm. I want to be free from it. But yeah. it's just what it seems like is that they're, they're people is just taking it on because it gives them like a higher rank in a social status or something totally. like that. Like, look at me. I have this. But when I was a kid, I was like, I, I didn't tell anybody. I only told my family because it was something embarrassing, something I wanted help with. But I didn't go shouting it to the rooftops. I'm like, yeah. I want to be set free. Mm -hmm. But if you're a Christian listening, you, th this is the scripture I always went by. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power love. And here was the one that hit me. Sound mind. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be crazy. You don't have to mm -hmm. keep mental illness. If you're dealing with one, no. you can be set free right now. If yes. you just get that scripture and believe it and take it to heart. But you have to believe you have a sound mind. Absolutely. You can't be quoting that scripture and saying, but I, I am bipolar. Like, no, that's the, being the purpose of getting that scripture. Yeah. You have to get that scripture and believe it and you will be set free. Cause I was, I was like major set free, um, when I was a teenager and, um, but I'm not going to get into that. That'll be another episode, but, but yeah, it's, oh, can it's, I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Cause I feel like sometimes, you know, talking about this stuff, you kind of sound like you're insensitive to like what people are going through and you're addressing that right now. But the one thing that always kind of brings me back around to like, this isn't about like people are like putting on labels, blah, 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 and getting all judgmental about it is that really it, the, the defining characteristic in all these things is there's people who know God and know his word and know that he loves them. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who don't know that. And it's just, it's yeah. in the difference of what you know, and it's in the difference of like 
having that encounter with God to where you're in that place where it's like, this stuff doesn't affect me. This stuff doesn't touch me Mm -hmm. because of who I know God to be. I have faith in him and I've taken that on. I've taken on the label he put on me. Mm -hmm. And so in, and I try, I try to be very understanding with people because of that, because I know it's like, it's not just people trying to be difficult. It's like you said, mm-hmm. they're, they're people that are, have legitimate problems, mm-hmm. at, but sometimes they were because it was like they either opened the door to it or they had it pre, you know, predisposed, whatever. But it, the, it comes down, the bottom line is the word is your answer. The Bible has exactly. the answer. Yep. So I just want to make sure I didn't sound like a, uh, you know, insensitive person, like, <laughs> like right. you have problems, but you, you're, you're just making it up. It's not, it's not always that. Okay. It's not always the case. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, I think we're saying that out of love, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we don't want to see that depression is common in 90% of people. No. Like, that's not something when I was teaching middle school. I would have 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds coming out to me saying I'm depressed. Like, I had a kid yeah. that had anxiety so bad, she couldn't present in front of class. I mean, she could barely even talk to the people in the classroom. And that just broke my heart, yeah. right? Like, that's not what I want for her at all, no. let alone what God wants for her. He loves her even more than I did. Um, so I think when we bring up these topics, it is because we want to help people. And to know that you don't have to say that you're depressed because everybody else says it. Yeah. That's what they are. Yeah. You know, like, there's more for you. Exactly. Forgive us, everyone. Uh, for some reason, they're going, <laughs> the camera's going out. Oh, no. Oh, no. So... I think it's still recording, so if you're still listening, awesome. Okay. Um, so, like I said, we're going to figure everything out, but... So, are we not on Facebook Live right now? Th- we are. It's okay. just, like, cutting out for some reason. Oh, but bummer. Okay. But we'll make it work. It's okay. Cool, we're cool, still cool. going to talk. I don't care. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, we were going to talk about um, vision. Mm-hmm. And um, I really want to bring up this topic because it's January, <laughs> and that's when hmm. basically everyone does their their New Year's resolutions, or I'm yeah. going to start doing this. Like, the most common one is the gym, where they start their gym memberships, they buy all the gear, they buy everything, and then after two weeks, they're gone. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's going to have fun with that. <laughs> That was not the one I thought it was. But anyway. So I was really excited that Jordan wanted to talk about this too, because if you've been listening to my podcast, we've been talking about vision and goals um, and how to set them like successfully. But I still haven't had time. If you listen to this week, God totally took me in another direction just to give like little just helpful tips on like goal setting. Um, so I was super excited that he brought this up. I was like, God made that work. I didn't have to talk about it this week because I'm going to talk about it tonight. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I think a good majority of people, when they start a vision and they start something God put on their heart, they just give up too quick because they see that it's not, they don't see a tangible it coming to pass as soon as they want it to, or the devil kind of discourages them by speaking to their ear and just saying like, it's not going to happen. It's not stuff like that. Yeah. And so we just want to bring this up to tell, like keep with the goals that you planned, whatever goals you made, just keep going. This was actually one of the things that I wanted to start last year that, uh, this show and, um, look at where it's gotten. 
And there was discouraging moments where it's like, God, I, it just it seems like a lot of work. I don't have the equipment. And I just say, you know what? I don't care. Like, God's going to supply. I just got to start it. I think I told people when I was talking about the show, um, I just got to get the ball rolling. And I think some some of you may need to hear that. Like, if you have a vision God put in your heart, if even if it's a small start, just get the ball rolling. Yeah. You Faith is something faith is an action thing yeah mm-hmm. so faith without works is dead so if you don't do something to start god can't work with anything if you're not starting something so if you're just complaining about you don't have anything then god's gonna be like okay well you don't have faith for it so i can't work but look what happened i um i started it and we're getting equipment these guys are here. I don't know where they came from. <laughs> Just kidding. Who are you? Yeah. Where are you? How did Who I get are here? you people? <laughs> and why um, are you blonde? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Like He's in an uh-oh Oreo right now. Yeah. We were joking earlier. A white Oreo. Uh-oh. No, I said blonde an uh-oh Oreo. Oreo. <laughs> A blonde Oreo. Okay, yeah. Yeah, either one. Blonde roast. Blonde, blonde roast, yeah. But blonde it's roast. Getting... Someone fill me up. Yeah. I drank all my coffee already. I still got some. Um, but... <laughs> I want my coffee. <laughs> I think there's still some in the pot. So I can do that. All right. Level up. Sorry. It's okay. Keep going. That's level fine. up. Level up. So, um, I almost <laughs> forgot what I was going to say. Okay. So, Sorry. no, it's okay. It's fine. Um, so, what I'm trying to say is, is that start with something and God will work on that with you. It's a team thing. God, I, I think I wrote this on my personal Facebook page, which was God, Joe, people uh, talk about, our preachers talk about the prosperity of Joseph, but when he was under Potiphar, he didn't get prosperous because he sat down and confessed. He did something and God prospered him. And that's what it's about. If you have a vision, you got to start doing something and God will work with you on it and will prosper you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. You know, I was thinking of that. I watched your I watched your podcast the other day, and you said that. You better. Was, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> he makes us watch them. He makes us come here. It was under house. the contract. <laughs> no, yeah. Just kidding. There's no contract. Eyes are taped yeah. open. Yeah. Can't stop <laughs> watching. Toothpicks in. I, I like it a lot. It's a good <laughs> podcast. No. Uh, they can't say anything negative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. No. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, I was going to say, yeah, no, you said that made me think, really? So the confession thing kind of comes from, you know, you're probably familiar if you know who we are, like word of faith stuff. Um, the con- you know, the power of your words and confession kind of comes from that. But um, the person I think of specifically was uh, Charles Caps. He really talked, uh, he was really big on this because uh, he's one who, his story was like he was a farmer out in Arkansas. And like, it was really, the problem was, he is a hard worker. They work hard out there on the farm doing all the things they do. But he was like, he just kept getting year after year of like, you know, you know, having to borrow from the bank and being, you know, thousands of dollars in debt and getting nowhere with all the work he was doing. But the power of your confession was that you can start getting on the right track where instead of your words working against you, they work for you, for you in the direction toward your working. And you, yeah, yeah your work is actually comes in, into fruition. And then he, God can even level you up 
and get like oh, uh, there is stories of like where oh, the rain would come over over just his field, and he would get all the rain, and all the other farmers were like, "It seems like only rain ever on your field," and like he would get all the good crops and stuff. So he would level up, and that was really what the faith confession was for: so that your work wasn't for nothing, in vain. It all ties in. It That's does. why it's. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, my goodness. I hope they so, can hear all the sounds. I'm not sure. <laughs> Otherwise, so we're too. just laughing at nothing. <clears throat> um, I think just along with all of that, um, having something that can help you if you're struggling a little bit in it is there are a couple things. Um, but if you haven't made a vision board, I think vision boards are absolutely amazing. So it's just like on a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be anything huge, but it's pictures or it's words that is actually your vision, what you are working with God towards um, and something, put it in a place that you see every day. Because I feel like sometimes our visions, I mean, we know them and we see them, but we're not like actively seeking them every day. Um, And so then the vision can kind of get lost along the way because you're, you haven't seen any results. So you're like, did I really did God tell me this really? Cause yeah. I don't know. So having that vision board, um, just reminds you, this is what I started off with. This is what God spoke to me and this is what I'm staying yeah, exactly. to. Um, but then also, so Tim Tebow just came out with his, uh, mission possible book. It is a really good book. Ooh. Um, and he has a journal that goes with it. So I just got the journal and it's all about being like mission minded, like set on pursuing God's kingdom, all of this, but it totally works for your vision too. And he has a mission statement. So his whole ministry, um, and for him, he said it's so important to have a mission statement. So, like, what are the things on your heart? And what has God told you to do? What gifts do you have? And then use all of those to make a simple sentence on this is what I'm going to do. And this is who God's made me. Um, So I did that this year. And it's totally helped me also, like, keep pursuing my vision of, like, that's right. This is in me. This is totally what I'm going to continue to seek. Um, so that has been super helpful. Anything else before I keep going? No, keep, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to get the Tim Tebow thing. so good. I have a hard time doing like confession, or not confession. <laughs> I am. I have a hard time doing like the whole, uh, resolutions thing just cause uh-huh. I don't know. I, I am very quintessential, you know, um, start it and then stop it. And I'm like, oh, since I've gotten my gym membership, I've probably been there once a month. Actually, which is actually pretty good for me, but um, <laughs> hey. <clears throat> haven't worked out since like uh, high school. So, yeah. Yeah. That's like next on my list, though, is celebrating the small victories. Okay. Of Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, I need you that right now. Me on any day. Um, but celebrating the small victories. I think we get so caught up in wanting this big result immediately. And sometimes that does happen. And praise the Lord. Um, but other times, like we're on this ride. So if today I got out, so I'm doing, um, I just joined like a women's group and we're reading a story a week in the Bible and I'm a week behind right now, but guess what? I've (laughs) done three weeks already. There you go. And that's huge. Um, and I can, I, God's going to give me time to make that up in this week sometime. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know what? Yeah. I've done pretty good actually this year. I actually went through the book of Proverbs this year or uh, almost every day. For the past couple of months, because that's something my dad was big on. It's like read. I've he was like I've read the book of Proverbs a chapter a day every day for like the past couple of years, and I've seen a difference. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start doing it. And I've always kind of wanted to do that and told people, hey, this is a good thing to do if you want to start reading the Bible and do it easy. It's a it's a chapter a day, 31 chapters uh, for the long months, that is. But, um, yeah. but still, and I struggled with, like, doing it every day. But this is the first month where I've actually done it every day or at least caught up really quickly. So small victory for me. Thank you. That, that'll that'll yeah, help boy. me stay motivated, Ryan. And that's so, yeah, it's great because it's also in that is like giving yourself grace. Of mm-hmm. I like that was what kind of beat me down last week is where I didn't want to be where I was. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it's OK. I am not. And then if I'm trying to do this all on my own strength, it's not going to go anywhere anyways. Yeah. So give myself some grace. I'm still only human. Yeah. And God's going to help me get to where I need to be eventually. And yeah, celebrate those victories of the things I've already done. Like yep. gym was my goal this year, too. And so I started like four o'clock in the morning, which is nuts. I am not a morning person. No, I know. I can't even imagine doing that every day. Are you doing four o'clock every day? So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'm up at four. I get there at four thirty, and I'm doing it with. Is gym even open at four thirty? Yeah, I got to do a twenty-four hour one. It's great, and there's people there. There's a solid like forty of us, and we are the four thirty amers. Um, Dang. And so it's with one of my best friends and her aunt, and that is also something. If you can have a support team. Or like a accountability partner, so helpful. Having someone who can come beside you and check in and just be like, "How are you doing?" Yeah, um, that is so helpful. So that has been great motivation to have somebody that either I have to text and say, "Hey, I'm not going," and then I kind of feel bad about it, um, or it just motivates me to be there too. Like, okay, they're they're going to be there, and they've got jobs and lives too. We can do this together. Exactly. Um, and I think to go along with that is. Um, the scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. And keep that in mind when you're doing your visions and goals, because I think people, when they quote that scripture, they focus on the first part. I can do all things. And then when nothing's mm-hmm. happening, it's like, dang, it doesn't work. But mm-hmm. you just got to keep in mind, I can do all things through Christ. So you have to literally get the attention off yourself. I mean, there's an aspect of focus on yourself in the sense of, you know, whatever the vision is, you got to do something like right. you got to write stuff down. You have to call people, whatever you have to do. Like for, like I said, I know I'm using this as an example, but for the show, it wasn't just, let's do it today. I had to <laughs> send emails for, for, um, the podcast. You have to send emails to say, Oh, th- I have the rights to my podcast. Then you have to wait till they respond and say, Oh, that's good. Then I have to buy, you know, the equipment, I have to practice, like all that you have to take in consideration. Yeah. But you have to start it and then, but keep the focus on God, mm-hmm. meaning like don't stress out if stuff's not happening. Like I said at the beginning, don't stress out if stuff's not happening yet. Just start the process and just quit being fearful or having anxiety, just say, you know what, God, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. I'm going to trust you. Sorry. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. <laughs> Sorry. Is that Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> yes. You want to hear that? Oh, wait. Never. Okay. That's not the Crash Bandicoot I remember. Crash, yeah. No. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that's the one I remember. <laughs> yeah. No, he, they, you know, oh, it's, it's like meme land. They, yeah, yeah, exactly. They stuff. But anyway. But, uh, yeah, so you got to, I think, and again, I think that's why people give up. Mm-hmm. Because, yes. again, they put 
their attention on themselves Mm -hmm. more than on God. And then when they can't do it, then they just let it go. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So once you start stressing out about your vision, that's where you got to go and pray and say, God, I give this to you. I'm not going to worry about it. I know it's going to happen. And it will every time. Every time you don't give up, and I think the scripture says, um, uh, it's like Galatians 6, 9, do I believe. Do not worry of doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Do not, yeah. Do not do, be weary. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Do not be weary. That's where you're going to give up. Is And that's a cool scripture because it says, do not be weary, mm-hmm. meaning you're letting yourself be weary. It's yeah. in your power to let yourself get weary. Mm-hmm. Or actually, it says, do not be weary in well-doing. Yeah, that yeah. was it. I was so I think, and don't don't think that you're never going to get weary at all in your whole life. It's going to happen. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to say, if you're a Christian, it's going to be 100%. Mm-hmm. No. There's going to be times you're going to get weary. But it's up to you what you're going to do when you do get weary. Are you going to just give up? Or are you going to encourage yourself in the Lord and say, God, I'm going to trust in you. Your word says this and motivate yourself through his word and through his spirit. So with your visions, keep going. Start in the small areas and just keep going. And you just see these big projects like um, big churches, big whatever um, companies. They didn't start out that way. They had to start off small. Look at Amazon. Amazon's like a perfect um, yeah, example. all these really big companies. They started just started off like with um, in somebody's garage. Yeah, in a garage. Amazon was just known for Kindle or books or something like that. Yeah, I, I remember. And then they took off, and now they do everything basically. Pretty they're, much, they're taking over the world. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> they, you can buy groceries. You they uh, do movies like Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Like yeah, it didn't just start in <laughs> one night. It was over a process, and look at where they are now. For sure. So many good things on that. Like I said um, this week in my podcast, like that was my struggle, right? I realized I was trying to do too much on my own and not catch up with God in that. Um, so tagging on to what he's saying, like talking to God with your vision all of the time and just checking in. Like I didn't realize that was where I was at. Um, and then my mom had brought it up and been like, Ryan, you've done all you can do. Like now you got to give it to God. And I said, yeah. thank you, mom. That is exactly what I needed to hear. I was just too caught up in it. Um, and then he sends mm-hmm. me verses and is like, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, oh my gosh. If I am following God and I'm in this vision with him, this is going to be easy and light. Um, and then he told me I was praying and he just gave me like, I have the world in the palm of my hand, so you don't have to carry it on your shoulders. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, that is exactly what I needed to hear. Um, and he does. He'll speak to you like that and give you yeah, exactly. things that encourage you in that and keep you going. Even if it was for me, kind of a slowing down was something, um, a good direction that God was telling me I needed to go in so that I could continue yeah. in it. So um, just be willing to listen to him. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so and I, the, I think the last, maybe the last thing we'll mention on it is... Um, I think I already said don't give up, but you just – I'll, I'll just end with that unless you have anything to chime in, John. About. I was just about to say something. Oh, go ahead. And, and it <laughs> escaped me. It was like uh, – um, It was something – oh, yeah, because I'm totally – to say uh, tag on something you said, I'm totally the same way where it's like uh, – well, I, I get in my head a lot, you know, and then you're kind of like <sighs> – 
did I do everything? And I, I feel like I could have done more. And it's like you could have done all you did all you could do. Got to mm-hmm. cast, uh, you know. Yeah. Got to cast your care on the Lord because okay. He cares for you. I listened to Jeremy Pearson's preach on that, talking about casting your care and you know being in being in the ministry, especially starting a church. That's like where you know you think, oh, just start a church and all you do is talk to people about Jesus. That's that's easy. No, it is not. It is not easy because <laughs> you're a nonprofit and you you know. You have to basically trust God will bring the money in and bring the people in to help you and the equipment and all this stuff. And there's not really much of a way to make money naturally. So you can easily get ah, pulling your hair up. But he was like, you know, doing all this stuff. I messed up my uh, – got to do the beaver spike. Those luscious locks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Wavy locks. Found the sound. Okay. But anyway, he was just saying that, you know, he was going through a time and then he went and talked to his uh, uh, grandfather, which is Kenneth Copeland. And he said, was, you know, I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, well, I'm blah, 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 just doing all this stuff. And then he was like, and Brother Copeland was like, well, you know what you need to do? You, you haven't casted your care on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he was like, how did you know that? And he's like, I can hear it in your voice. I can hear you talking and just, wow. you got all the care. You can feel mm-hmm. the weight of it on, you know, just. Kind of whiny, kind of wimpish, kind of like you don't got victory in your voice. You kind of got to yeah. keep, got to keep the victory in your voice. Another minister I heard is like their dad always said to her, like, "You got the victory today." And even if they didn't feel like saying it, they're like, "Yeah, dad, I got the victory." <laughs> and but you stay in it. It's a faith right. thing, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's yeah. not like you faith everything. I had a friend who comes disparaging, like, "Or you faith everything all the time?" It's like, well, how else are you going to well, live? What else is there as a Christian? <laughs> yeah. Who has we faith walk in Jesus faith. and not by sight? So yeah, you do faith every everything. And then um, to tag along again is, I think people don't make big visions or don't follow through with their visions because the idea of uh, poverty. Mm. Yeah, I think that that I that that um, idea of poverty keeps a lot of Christians from fulfilling big visions and big goals because they think there's no way I could do that Mm -hmm. because yada, yada, yada. I don't have that much money. I don't have these resources. But again, uh, our our pastor just mentioned something this morning, uh, the scripture, God delights in the prosperity of his servant. Yeah. And so that's why Mm -hmm. you need to think big and have big visions for your for the year for your life, because God will make sure He supplies for that vision. Mm-hmm. So don't sell yourself short and say uh, I'm only going to go this far because that's all I have, and that goes in line with what we were just saying earlier. You're focusing on yourself then. Yep. When you say you don't have enough, you're focusing on yourself. If you say I'm going to do this because God's going to supply, then you're focusing on God, and God can go okay because. We, as we already know, maybe you know, listening, God only moves by faith. He doesn't, I, I think our pastor said this this morning or um, last week, God doesn't move by need. Right. He moves by faith. Yep. Yeah. He's, you can't go, God, look at me. God, I'm so poor. He's like, okay. And <laughs> like, like, let w- me, what are you going to do? <laughs> oh God, I believe you're going to prosper me. And um, thank you, Lord, for prospering me. Then he can do something with that. And that sounds insensitive um, about saying uh, that God isn't moved by need. Because if he was moved by need, then there wouldn't be any needs in the world. 
Well, if you think about that, the devil can create needs and then, you know, subvert God's plan by being like, oh, well, God moves on need. So I'm going to make a need over here and a need over there and make God fill up the need. And he would be in control of God. And yeah. that is not how God operates. God ain't going to be controlled by no devil. Yeah. And um, if you're like a first time Christian, God understands that like a baby Christian. Yeah. He will. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> thick creamer. <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> And I clear, <laughs> I clear it out with more creamer. Yeah, the heavy whipping cream, just yeah, sitting heavy. Tastes in the bomb, throat. but it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. John same. knows about that. It's like I a love heavy tip. whipping cream. Yeah, it's pretty bomb. It is. Um, it's heavy. <laughs> it is whipping. Uh, it's cream. <laughs> um, prosperity. What was I saying? <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> it's okay. It'll, it'll uh, Lord, word of knowledge. <laughs> so. God's not moved by the need. Yeah, That's God's okay. So, mm -hmm. God's mo not moved by need. Brought to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying all that stuff about how the devil tries I hate, to. Some, I, I, on, sometimes it's easy for me to come back to what I was saying, but okay, we'll we'll end with that. Or uh, yeah. not end right now, but so God's not moved by need. Mm -hmm. It sounds insensitive, but oh, that's what I'm saying. Baby Christians, okay. Thank you, Lord. Yep. Thank you. God will move for baby Christians. I sincerely believe this because they're still learning. God will move on their behalf. Uh, this might sound a little bit unbiblical, but just listen for a second. With a baby, like a natural baby, like I'm about to have one in a few weeks. We're so excited. <laughs> We're so Thank excited. You. You I might have her on the next uh, T2 Mug Hour. <laughs> so get ready for that next episode. Baby. It's going to be great. Exactly. He's going to be a great dad. Thank you. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's the baby. Okay, I thought that was something else. Um, <laughs> it says raspberry. like the. Oh, okay. It like, sounds, you know. Like someone making a farting noise. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean to touch that one, but that kind of fit. Because <laughs> that's I how did, I feel I right now. You did, yeah. So, um, I, again, if it sounds unbiblical, just hear me out for a second. You don't expect a baby just come out of the womb and coming out of the womb and you know is new. You don't expect it to know a lot of things yet. All it knows is to live, like eating, going to the bathroom. It literally depends on you. And so a baby develops and learns things. So I believe God will move for baby Christians. As they're learning. And so um, I'll think of scripture in a second because I, I know I have one. But, um, but for example, Adam and Eve, um, everything was set up for them. They didn't have to have faith or anything. God created everything and everything was there. And if you guys can think of a scripture, I, I know it's biblical. And I, I, it'll come to me because I, Wait, I, I studied it? this. That for baby Christians, God will move and, and move on their behalf at times to help build their faith as they're learning the scriptures and whatnot. Uh -huh. um, so I think even with the disciples, disciples were there with Jesus and he still moved even if they did doubt. Like, for example, I don't think, I don't think the disciples necessarily had faith for the feeding of the 5,000. I think the the child that brought the um, yes. food did because he said, here. 
But I don't think the disciples, because the disciples were doubting at that moment, right? They said, we don't have enough food to bring for everyone. Yeah. It would cost a lot of money, but he moved anyways, despite their doubt. But you could probably say um, God will move even if in the midst of 5,000, even if one person believes. But the disciples were there, and they didn't believe, to my knowledge. But Jesus still moved. Because yeah. the disciples were, st were still learning. Like, even... He, they still didn't have faith for his resurrection yet. Right. Even when it happened, the crucifixion, they all left. He told them three times. He hey, told them multiple times. I am times. going to get died on the cross. I'm going to be buried, but I'm going to rise again. So it's going to be okay. You, I'm, I'm going, this is the plan. All right. Remember the plan. And then they like are <laughs> he freaking said out so when he dies. It's times. like, oh my gosh, he's dead. How, how, we, we, not, yeah. we didn't see this coming. Yeah, you did. He told you. Yeah. Anyway. But- not only did he say it multiple times, he used so much symbolism from, well, well um, types from the Old Testament. And supposedly they believed in God and were familiar with the scriptures, but apparently not. He's, I, and I'm not going to discredit them so much because we say, oh, we, weren't like, we would never be like the Israelites. We would never be like disciples, yeah. but we're like them in a lot of ways. But Jesus was also expecting them to develop in their faith because he mm -hmm. would kind of rebuke them a couple of times, be like, oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Yeah. And, and then, yeah different instances yeah. like that so the disciples were learning and jesus still moved a and the walking of the water he was walking on the water this wasn't necessarily a miracle for them well it wasn't fulfilling a need per se when they saw him walking on the water but jesus didn't wait for them to have faith to walk in the water he had faith in god that to walk in the water and they saw so and and another thing is uh, example is the Israelites. Um, God did so much stuff and and for the Israelites, even when they complained um, with Moses, they're like, "Why did you take us out here in Egypt? Excuse me, why do you take us out here in Egypt to die? Let's go back." And before the law, at least God did a lot of stuff before the law and during, uh, before the institution of the law. Um, but God moved for them mm -hmm. and it got to a point where God was mad at them because he's like, he's, he said, uh, I don't know the exact verse right now, but I've done all this. The main, the main example is with, um, where they're just about to go in the promised land. They sent the 12 spies and God judged them harshly because Caleb even said to the people, I, God's going to be with us. Mm -hmm. Let's go into the promised land. It's going to be okay. God's with us. And they still didn't listen. And at that point, God gave the harsh judgment of everybody 20 and under is going to yeah. go in. And everybody above that is not going to go in. So I'm saying all that to say, um, for a baby Christian that's learning, God's going to move, but you need to get to a place because you're, you're, you're going to church for a long time. You're studying the word, you're praying. There's no excuse after that to not believe that God's going to take care of you or prosper you. Yeah. When you start your visions, like if you're a baby Christian listening, I, I'm referring to you, but I'm also referring to the adult Christians listening. Quit, quit thinking God can't prosper you and quit thinking God can't supply for the visions he puts on your heart. It gets old. It gets old to God because he's like, to you, I, I don't know if he's personally thinking this, but it's, it's, it's the attitude of, or this thinking I've already shown you 
what I've done in your life. I've shown you I can supply for you. I've shown you I could heal you. I've shown you. Why do you still not believe? Yeah. I think he got that with the Israelites. Um, I've done all this already. You've seen the parting of the Red Sea. You've seen me provide the manna. You've seen me split the rock and, um, rock and water come out. You've already seen this. Why are you still doubting? And you got to get out of that mode if you've been a Christian a long time. Because you're not going to get anything done. Yeah. You're just going to be like this your entire Christian life. Just coasting. And when you get to heaven, God, I believe God's going to talk to you. If you live life like this and you get to heaven, he's going to talk to you and say, you had all this opportunity with me and you didn't take it. Yeah. It's like, it sounds rough, but it's true. And, and I say that because of the talents, um, the, the parable of the talents. Jesus said, uh, feel free to chime in. I know I'm talking the whole time, but, it's good. but, yeah, good. but the parables, uh, Jesus, he gave one, five talents, one, two, and one, one talent. Two of them said, Hey, here's what I did. I multiplied good. Then there's the one that did nothing with it. Yeah. And he got rebuked by the person in the parable saying you could at least put it in the bank and got, um, what's the word? Interest. Interest. You could have did that. And he called him wicked. Yeah. I'm like, why did he call him wicked? Because he knew this is why it was wicked because he knew he could have did something, but he refused to. Ooh, that, that sounds harsh, Burn. but that's what I'm saying. If you're an adult Christian, you know that you can start doing stuff because God will back you up, but you refuse to. Ooh. And I don't know if God will call you wicked when you get to heaven, but I'm just bringing you an example in the scriptures that he called this lazy servant wicked because I think he brought up that bank thing with that servant because he knew he could have did that. Instead, he buried it and did nothing. Yeah. So that's something to think about if you're listening. That's kind of prevalent in culture, too. It's like, well, maybe I could do this. Nah, I'm not going to do that. The, people do that kind of stuff all the time, just kind of blow stuff off. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, it made me think of this just about if you're not sure about uh, God wants to prosper you or God doesn't want you to be rich. Literally every story in the Old Testament is a vignette of somebody who started out doing either not so good or okay. And at the end of it, God wasn't like, okay, you're doing great. Now, like, throw him into the dirt and, like, use and abuse and lose the person that he used. Yeah, he yeah. always left them in a better state. Even Job, who everybody wants to say, oh, I feel like Job. It's mm -hmm. like, well, he doubled his uh, what he had before. Yeah. So Job's the worst example for you to use about feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm doing terrible. It's like, well, no. Abraham got prospered. Isaac is like the most classic scripture that I love that it was like, and God began to prosper him and he continued to prosper and he was prospering until he became very prosperous. It literally says that in that scripture, prosper, prosper, prosper three times. So if you don't like the prosperity gospel, sorry, it's in the Bible way too much for you to say that prosperity is not in the gospel. So. And uh, it's the a things, good, sorry, it's a good Bible study. Look up all these different people. Look Abraham, up the Isaac, Jacob, <laughs> Joseph, uh, Gideon, Moses, uh, all these big name Bible characters. They all came out prosperous at the end when God was done with them. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, you're good. Um, and the thing that this is what I think I when I posted this last week on Facebook is I think that people are against the prosperity gospel. Sorry. Because. <laughs> I was like, what the heck was that? Breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> Prosperity works. Damsel um, in distress. 
Oh boy. <laughs> no, um, I think, uh, and we'll end with that so we can get to the last topic, and then I'll I'll let you say whatever no, closing thoughts on that topic. But a lot of people are against the prosperity gospel because they hear the only part which God can do, but they hear the only part that God God's gonna prosper. He's just gonna send you checks and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now he can. I'm not yeah. saying he can't, but there's a lot of people who depend on that for prosperity. They just say, I'm just going to sit down. All of it's going to come. Like, it's just going to come into my lap. And that's that's a small aspect of prosperity. Yeah. But the major prospect about biblical prosperity is putting your hands to something. That's why I mentioned Joseph. People mentioned the prosperity of Joseph, but he had to put his hand to something, and then it prospered. God doesn't work on laziness. No. God can't prosper laziness. No. God will take, and it, it kind of goes with giving. God can't multiply your giving if you're not giving something. So it goes with work. If you're not doing something, God can't prosper your work. I've heard many people that had a business where they didn't get prosperous in the business because they sat and did nothing. They started the business, and God made it boom. Yeah, That is the definition the part, main part of the definition of prosperity, if you want to look it up at your own time, is you got to put your hands to something. Otherwise, God can't prosper you. Yeah. If you just sit down, mm-hmm. again, God can't multiply something that's not there, that you're not giving. Uh, there was a pastor that said, zero multiplied by anything is still zero. But five times five is 25. You know, zero times anything is zero. So if you're not putting in anything, God can't work with that. Yeah. Once you put something in or give, then God's like, okay, boom. Now I can um, let it cause it to take off and whatnot. So, uh, Ryan, do you have any closing thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm trying to look up a verse real quick. Okay. Um, It'll come uh, to you. It is going to come to me. Um, well, another verse on that is... Um, I can't find this right now. You know the exact words. Okay. Um, but another verse on that is everything that you put your hands to is blessed. Right? I say that. Yeah, that yeah, that one. Every day on everything I do. I have so many things that I do. I'm a photographer. I have a normal job. I'm doing this. I'm writing a book that hasn't done it yet. But like just starting that. But all of these things. Like I am believing everything I touch is prospered. Right? Yeah. It's blessed. Um. And I do that with a heart towards God. Everything that I'm working towards, I am doing as though I'm working for the Lord, right? I'm being an example in my workplace, all this. And this is not to get caught up in the works, right? Yeah, exactly. Like we were talking about earlier, this is not about us doing it all and God sitting back and being like, good luck with that. This is working with God through this, being led by him um, and hearing his voice and telling you what to move into. Um, But then being bold enough to do it, right? Even if it doesn't look like, it could lead to anything, even if it looks like it might put you in like a scary position, right? Maybe financially. Um, but God's going to show up when you move how he's telling you to move. Um, and you're expecting him to show up. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, that was great. And same thing, like with all of these things that I think the most important thing in moving forward in your life in general is just spending time with God. Yes. It's reading your word. Um, I feel like so many situations in my life, like it's great that God told the story in by Bi- like or the Bible in stories, right yeah. through these people that we can relate to a lot of the time, um, and then be able to see yourself in that situation, and then God speak to you even more 
on how this is where you're at um, or like this is where I can see you going, something like that. Um, So all these stories and verses that we've given you today, look up yourself. There's so many things. So kind of goes into our next topic. We're talking about recommendations uh, for books and movies that we wanted to give you. But right now I'm doing a Bible study and it's 40 days through the Bible. They have it at Target. Um, and it is amazing. I have learned so much through it. I was actually amazed. My friend bought it for me a year ago. Sorry if you're watching. I actually gave it away to one of my students, so I didn't even <laughs> use it. And then I joined this um, Bible study, and it was that book, and I said, no way, I'm going to have to go buy this myself. Um, <laughs> but it has been amazing, and I have just felt myself grow so much closer to God. It takes like 10 minutes yeah. a day. That's it. And it's even laid out for me. If you don't feel like you're comfortable enough yet just reading the bible and getting anything out of it there's so many books that have um they kind of help you walk through it be like look at this scripture what does this mean and they can even send you to other scriptures so find something like that that can really help you walk in your relationship with god and understanding the stuff that we're talking about today where really god has a blessed life for you it's not for you to live on the bottom but on the top the bottom of the barrel that's right (laughs) uh we're gonna um, do our last topic. And uh, again, forgive me if the video's bad. Like I said, it's new equipment. We're just trying to figure out how it works and whatnot. So I'm pretty sure the audio still works. If it doesn't, sorry. So apologies, apologies. We're just doing new stuff and we'll um, fix the problems and whatnot. So thank you for being with us. <laughs> oh my God. Round of applause to you. <laughs> That's them applauding us. Yeah. You're oh. doing great. Oh, I took it the other way. Great <laughs> yeah. job, guys. I'd rather hear the applause than probably the complaints. Um, I, know, I was about to put boo. I, I didn't want to uh, demoralize ourselves. I don't want to shoot us in the foot yeah. by shooting our, ourselves no, I like in, my feet. in the emotional. I like my feet. <laughs> I like my feet, too. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, um, so, movies. Oh, we're we gonna start movies with movies first? or books? No movies. Okay. I'm more into movies than books. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know we're running out of time, so we're just gonna shoot out just a few. But I'm very excited for Ant Man Quantum Media. Me too. Or no, Ant Man the Wasp Quantum Media. Yeah. And um Looks it's really good. it's gonna be good because there was the build up from and it uh, sorry if there's spoilers. <clears throat> you gotta go watch Loki to understand. I believe, Quantumedia. But um, they're introducing the major villain because the major villain before was Thanos, and now it's going to be um, Kane. Uh, oh, my glob. I think it's Kane. No, not Kane. Oh, my. No, I, I didn't watch I Loki. Said, I didn't watch I'm Loki either. I'm sorry. I heard some bad stuff about it. I was like, like something sexual. I didn't watch like, it weird sexual uh it's because like in the second or third episode like he said, loki becomes a girl or something no no okay it's like or trans it, he just said a comment that um his variant that was a girl it was like girl loki but oh, okay. it was sylvie i believe and well, she says oh do you do you have anybody special i not don't quote me on it but he just said something like a little bit of both like implying girls and guys. Oh, weird. Okay. I think that was a slight controversy. That's it. Yeah. Okay, I'll so, watch it then. Oh. But um, I f- forgive me, Marvel fans. I am a Marvel fan. Forgive me. I do love Marvel. Um, I think it's Kane. I believe, and he's introduced in um Loki. So I don't know how they're gonna connect 
because they're doing the multiverse right now. So I don't know what they're going to reveal in Ant-Man, this next Ant-Man film, but they're going to introduce Madoc. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but Madoc, they're showing Kane. And again, you can put in the comments if I'm saying it wrong, but I'll, I'll correct myself later. But um, they're introducing him. So I believe this film is going to be the kickoff of the next major parts that's going to play in the multiverse, especially um, Secret Wars, too. I don't know if that comes out this year, but um, yeah, it's going to be great. Also, while we're talking about Ant-Man, I just feel like he's so underrated. I totally. absolutely I so. love him. Like his humor, he is so funny. But so at church for the kids, we did Fruits of the Spirit. And then every Fruit of the Spirit was a superpower. And we had a superhero that was associated with it. And so I bought them something for like that superhero every week. And I went to go look for Ant-Man bulk supply things. All they had were little rings. I mean, like five cent rings what of Ant-Man. There were no cool. Ant-Man toys. And I said, this is just messed up that for is. Ant-Man. That is messed up. Yeah, I really no like Paul Rudd, too. Paul Rudd's... I do, too. He's a hilarious man. He's amazing. Yeah. So just seeing him on his uh, the, uh, Hot Wings interview. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. There's a guy who interviews people, and they just eat Hot Wings, and he does questions, and people are faces are bright red because they're eating Hot Wings. But Paul Rudd did pretty good. And uh, it, there's like a famous meme quote on there. It's like, look at us. Who would have thought, huh? That, that thing. <laughs> And, uh, oh, I've seen that. Yes. yes. So that's what that comes from. I, I love Paul Rudd. That is funny. Exactly. So are we going over what? I might ask you to plug in what the network is for that one. Oh, battery? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'll guys. We're going to – um, the camera's still on, but we're just going to plug in another by t TMI, but I'm just being transparent with you. So John's still here, <laughs> but he's going to take care of some real quick with the cameras. Um, so – um, yeah, so the bottom cord and then, yeah, just switch it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited for Mario and you might say you're an adult, wa adult watching K movie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie because I, a bunch of adults are going to watch that movie because of, of Mario. Everyone grew up with Mario. I don't know anyone that doesn't know Mario. Like true. even older people that weren't really exposed to um, video games. They know Mario. Like, he's iconic. So Ooh, I believe Mario this. <laughs> and that was, John, that was John without the soundboard. Yeah, yeah. Well done, John. Thank you. Live. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, hey, thank you. <laughs> you should check if there's more Mario ones. Cause I, I know, I've been looking. Yeah. Um, is there like a search? I thing? just always liked Luigi when he came. It's Luigi. It's Luigi. Oh, yeah. So yeah. When he came in. Like the whole, the whole, all the characters. Like, there's going to be adults and kids in those theaters. I wouldn't be surprised if it makes a load of money. I don't think I, that was. I don't, <laughs> that I don't, I don't like trust Mario. you. All right, John. Yeah. Be careful here. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. I'm pretty sure that'd sound like Mario. <laughs> Mario, what you do? It's the cheap knockoff Mirio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what he was about to say. <laughs> so that's an upcoming film I'm definitely watching. Um, and I think Shazam, Fear of the God. There's going to be a bunch of films coming out this year. Superhero. And, um, oh, and Guardians of the Galaxy, I think. Oh, I don't even want to watch it. Why I not? I think it's going to be sad. It's going to be sad. It's going to be sad. Because I think they're going to kill off most of them, if not all of them. Of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Why on earth would they do that? I don't know how they're going to play it out. I don't know how it's going to work. Where? Okay. We'll talk later about clues yeah. into that because I'm like, 
they're they're part of how the humor has stayed alive in the Marvel universe. I know. That's why I'm sad that they kept some of the stuff they insert with their other heroes are a little bit canned. It's a little bit of canned humor, and you're kind of like ah laugh track. But these guys are funny. Like Chris Pratt is also one of my favorite like comedian guys from like Parks and Rec and stuff. His character Andy, favorite probably one of my favorite characters in a series. I would rather have kept Guardians of the Galaxy alive than Thor. Thor started off good, but he's gotten. I don't know what happened with this last (laughs) one. I I watched the film Thor: Love and Thunder, but he kind of it kind of took a serious tone to like everything's a joke. Um, I I'll watch I'll rewatch the Thor films like. I'll yeah. watch it a hundred times, but I'm just I saying. I love the Ragnarok one. Oh, Ragnarok! That's that a one was movie. hilarious. Now that but one it was, but it still had a good like actual plot. It that did. was like you know not a political statement or um, a bad story. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. Sometimes they're just a bad story. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel like about the first Captain America. Is a little slow. Like the first cap, very the first, first one. one. Yeah, it was a it's little like bit a like, up. hmm, I don't know if I'm gonna really be a Marvel fan if this is how it's gonna be. But yeah. then they got better. Yeah, it was like a, it had to be a buildup and whatnot. But um, yeah, I think this year is going to be good for films, honestly. I hope so, because we out. had a rough year this <laughs> last year. I hardly yeah. liked anything in the theaters. <laughs> yeah. I did. It was bad. Top Gun, amazing. Oh, yeah. Top Gun. Good. Amazing. Top Gun. Um, I don't know anyone that didn't like it. Yeah, no, it's just a great movie. Yeah. So I think, so my recommendations were movies that are already out. Yeah, already out. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. So I have been on a war movie kick. So these are all war movies. Oh. Um, Dunkirk is my favorite of all time. If you Whoa. have never seen that movie. No, I haven't. It is because I, have you seen it? I honestly cannot say I have. Okay. So <laughs> well, most of it is silent. You just, you feel like you're in the battle, which is so cool. I feel good. like most war movies I, this is just different. Is it Christopher Christopher Nolan directed? Oh, Christopher Nolan. And oh, he's just okay. amazing. I know him for sure. Um, so yeah. you feel like you're in the movie, like you would have been one of those people on the beach when that happened. And that story is just amazing. If yeah. you don't know anything about that battle, it is insane yeah. how they got that many people out of there. Was that um, World War Two, or yes. one? Okay. Uh, one. World War One. Okay. I want to say it was one. I apologize if I'm wrong. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, they were all stuck. On Dunkirk, it was, uh, my goodness, I want to say they're in France. 300,000 right? men. I mean, it was a ton. And uh-huh. they got almost all of them off that beach. And they were uh-huh. literally just stuck on a beach. Um, and they had to have just civilians come. Yeah. Like, they took their boats out to go and save them. Yeah. So, really cool story. Um, and then, uh, my new favorite one is on Netflix, I think only. And it's called The Edge of Munich. And so... Yeah, I gotta see all these. It oh. is so good um it just it's a different perspective they have netflix has a lot of movies right now war ones that have different countries perspectives on all the wars which is interesting because being in america that's pretty much the side we see or yeah. like the germany side because it's like hero and villain kind of they play um but this one actually shows a perspective of a german who started off thinking that hitler was a good guy that huh. he was for germany he wanted to make germany strong and so they just kind of like disregarded his issues and thought that he was for him. And then he ends up changing his mind, but he's already in the German hmm. army. Oops. So just a really cool story. That's a very cool. interesting plot. Yeah. So great movie. What was it called again? Uh, the Edge of War. It's on Netflix? Yes. Okay. I'm checking that out for sure then. Yeah. Really, really good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I'm trying to remember. What, oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. sorry. Movie, <laughs> The Tomorrow War. <laughs> speaking really of Chris, good. Speaking yes. of Chris Pratt. Uh, or was None it of tomorrow? it's realistic. 
Yeah, yeah the Tomorrow War. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so good. Like it, that's one of the only movies where I actually felt like I have no idea what's gonna happen. And it's Chris Pratt, so I'm, you're like hoping he's not gonna die. <laughs> But you're like, there's no hope. What What is going to happen? He might not have a tomorrow. Okay. He might not. <laughs> and then they, they did a really cool plot twist with it, too. So it was like, what the heck? It was, it was a great movie. Isn't that crazy, though, good. how there's some actors that you love so much, all the characters they play, you just always want them to be good? So well, John yeah, yeah. Hamm, I can't stand John Hamm. Oh, I don't yeah. know anything about this man, but just anytime he's in a movie, I'm like, Somebody get rid of him. He was in I some series where it was like he was such a good it was bad kind guy. of a it was kind of a uh, sleazy kind of show, and mm. I yeah that that put the same kind of taste in my mouth. I'm like I don't he just really he's so good at being a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, props I've seen to some him. Things I, where I'm like he's good. Yeah, but yeah, no, he's a great actor. It's just and really he, he portrays like, it so well. I can't stand him. He's the uh, captain or whatever commander in uh -huh. Top Gun, uh -huh. where he's like in his you know I cutting him off like you. You're you're a disgrace to the army or the air force, and you're like, yeah, yeah, you would do that, John Ham, <laughs> wouldn't you? You would, you would get in Tom Cruise's way just because he hasn't progressed like you have. <laughs> Whatever, yes. Tom Cruise is better than you. <laughs> we are we are saying how great your acting is. Just John kidding, yes. John Ham. I don't we know are. you personally, you're just so but I'm good. sure you're a great guy. And yeah, I feel like cool. no one can say I want to be the villain because then they just like. Like I have a theory good about at that villains, too. but I don't think they just throw it out there like I love being the villain. I think some I people do like that. There do. is sort of a thing going on culturally because Darth Vader is a cool villain, but he has a redemptive quality because he doesn't stay a villain anymore. He has like this good thing that's like Luke is bringing it out. But he kind of that process kind of made being the bad guy kind of cool. So there's a lot of cool bad guys where they're like doing all this stuff and you're like <laughs> he's kind of cool, but he's gonna be the one that ends up, you know, being a real, you know, you know, mm -hmm. dirt bag, and you're you're done with him. Yeah, well, they kind of did that with Loki too. I mean, yeah. Loki was a bad guy, but you love him. Yeah, you know, but then sometimes he hurt. plays the good side too. Right. Which he's more of like an anti-hero or like you know the mm -hmm. comic relief kind of guy. Like Venom. Yes. Right. Venom. Now at least. Venom. And I grew up with the Spider-Man movies or the Spider-Man um, video game from Nintendo. Uh, N64 and PlayStation, where Venom was always making, like, one. yeah, PlayStation <laughs> 1, OG, baby, but I had Nintendo 64, which is slightly OG, but <laughs> only because PlayStation just started around that time. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Venom was kind of the same way, and you're kind of like, he's creepy, but he's funny. No, he's creepy, but he's funny, <laughs> and, and they really brought the creepy out this in these movies. Yeah, here. The last so I was kind of like, mm -hmm. uh, okay, a little too dark for me, but anyway... <laughs> I'm trying to think of any movies that I saw last year. Um, we were talking about Christmas movies, so we can't do that. It's not Christmas anymore. What are your um, uh, oh. singing musicals? But none of them came out like last year, though. Oh, you're right. But I mean, still, I can say there's no timeline. Oh, I guess. Um, I always recommend watching musicals, like the Gene Kelly ones. What do you think of uh, The Greatest Showman? Oh, hands down, good. I okay. love that cool. movie. That's a good one. So good. Greatest Showman's pretty good. Yeah, like. It's for a modern message for like a modern musical. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I don't think I don't feel like they have a lot of good musicals right now besides that one. Like yeah. they're they're not coming out with a lot, and I think they need to get a tap dancing one. I think they. I, I think agree. it's a That'd lost art. That would be cool. I think Bring there's tap back. dancers there. Yeah, I think they need to make musicals more with tap dancing. I don't know if there's a market for that, but I feel like 
that could resurge. They should totally word. bring that back. And there are some really good tap dancers. Yes. Right now. Yeah. And that would be. I can't name any, but. <laughs> yeah. So you think you can dance. That's just where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they had some really good ones. Yeah. So um, last thing we're going to do is books. All right. And we can't say the Bible. <laughs> I that's know. a typical Christian answer. Honestly, like, that's what I've been I reading recommend the, the Bible most lately. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been doing a ton of reading. The Bible's about the Bible. so good. It's like we know you're a Christian, so um, so it doesn't have to be one that's out. But right now, the one I'm in is um, Moby Dick or The Whale. If you want to, you know, that's two titles. Get technical. But I um, this year specifically, I wanted to start reading more American novels, like the um, old school ones. Because what you don't realize is it has a lot of Christian undertones. And I think oh. in, yeah, uh, in the beginning chapters of Moby Dick, he actually goes into a church and the preacher in there, so he's a sailor and or he goes whaling. I think he uses that term. Ah. And he deals with whales and trying to do what he does with whales. Um, so he goes into a church where everyone's there already and the pastor's not there yet, the preacher. And then the preacher comes in. The pulpit is totally decorated with, like, boat-themed or sailor-themed. I can't remember the exact details. Um, like, again, I'm not a sailor. I don't deal with that stuff, so I can't remember the exact um, terms. I think there was, like, a wheel, the wheel that they use for the um, boats. Yeah. It was used to help make the pulpit and help make the um, altar and whatnot. It's all sailor-themed. And the p- preacher coming in... Oh, preached in sailor themes, uh, um, terms. Very cool. And he brought up the, the um, not Job, uh, Jonah. And he totally preached a whole sermon on, with Jonah. But when he preached um, about Jonah, he could relate because Jonah went on the, the boat or whatever um, to Tarshish. So he's saying, he was preaching using sailor terms and all connected because everyone there were familiar with sailor terms. So it was pretty cool to see, um, read about that. I didn't read the whole book yet. I'm still reading it. But a lot of American no- novels have Christian undertones because the no- the artists or authors w- probably weren't necessarily Christian, but they know how America was started with um, Christian foundations. Yeah. So that's why they use the Bible in their novels or, like I said, even if they didn't believe it, they used it to describe their stories or used it in their stories, the Bible yeah. or preachers and whatnot. So Moby Dick is a good one. So f- hey, guys, John again. Uh, just wanted to also apologize that the podcast here cut off a little early. Uh, we had another technical difficulty happen to us. So again, this will not happen next time, but just wanted to let you know all that really happened after, uh, um, Jordan was talking about Moby Dick is I talked about my two favorite, my two favorite books, which were the happiest people on earth about a guy named Demos Shikarian, who was an Armenian that lived in California, and he started the Full Gospel Businessmen's Association International. I think I got that name right, but really good read. It's an older book, but I highly recommend it. 
Um, and the second book that I read that I really enjoyed was um, Within Heaven's Gates about um, by Rebecca or Rita Springer. And it's about her going to heaven, her vision of heaven. And uh, I talked about my favorite moment in the book where she thinks she's talking to the Apostle John. But as the conversation unfolds, she realizes who she's talking to and how when I first read it, it just melted me. I loved it. So that's pretty much all you missed at the end of the podcast. Again, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. We are, you know, we're not professionals yet, but we are putting our heart and soul into this. So the quality is getting better and the content, I believe we got great content here on this podcast. So, and we hope you believe that too. And we hope you enjoyed today's podcast and um, tune in next time. Take it easy.